man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast this week of September 27th, 2021, Season 3, Episode 38. We got lots of guests inside the studio here. Uh, uh, we got Charles and Company, of course. What's up, guys? Hey-o! And then we got Dahlia back in the studio after a long hiatus. How have you been, Dahlia? Oh, I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> doing well. Enjoying time with Lalo, Charles, and you. Oh, yeah. Begin it, begin it. Make it, I know. Maybe we'll have that moment again. We'll, we shall see. I'm going to pay some homeless person to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lots of topics to talk about this week. Let's go over the brief overview here. Grass Pop announces their insane rock and metal lineup for 2022 in Belgium. Ooh. This is huge. This is a huge lineup. We'll talk about that. All Machine right. Gun Kelly calls out Corey Taylor at Riot Fest <laughs> this past weekend. This has been the drama this week. We'll talk about it. Radiohead releases the first single off their upcoming Kid A and Amnesiac reissues with some details on their PlayStation collaboration, which is pretty cool. Uh, Nirvana celebrating the 30th anniversary of Nevermind this week with some details on the Deluxe Edition coming out later this year in November. Plus, this week in music history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. Of course, everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. Give us a like and a follow on all our social media, at Rock News Weekly. Uh, lots of new albums coming out Ooh. this uh, 1st of October. Charles, what do we got on deck here? Oh, what are the got, new albums? We have Black Dice. Uh, black Mod, Dice, what? not White Dice. Yeah, it's Black at, Dice. Yeah, look at the name of the album. It's Mud Prog Sick. Mud Prog Sick. Mud Prog Sick. From Black Dice. From Black Dice. We got a Brandy Carlisle. Oh, okay. In the silent days. <laughs> That's our album name, by the way. Oh, there um, you go. We got the Doobie Brothers. Uh, Liberté. Holy shit, the Doobie Brothers have a new album? Liberté. What is that all about? Je voudrais en liberté. Je m'appelle Doobie Brothers. <laughs> uh, full of hell. Full of hell. Full of hell. Garden of burning apparition. They're actually a folk band. Actually, actually a, ch- a kid's band. band. It's a, a kid's, kid's lullaby yeah, music. Kid's band. Yeah. Called uh, Full of Hell. Uh, the next one is called uh, Hovdi, which Hovdi, we all know yeah. is Hovdi is Hootie and the Blowfish's. Uh, alter ego. Project. It's alter ego. It's alter ego. And then the name of their album is True Love. And then we have uh, the Illuminati Hotties. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm actually a big fan. That's cool. The Illuminati Hotties. Let me do one more. Uh, uh, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Oh, that sounds. That's cool. Love for Sale. Oh that's, yeah, they did cool. like a Christmas something yeah. or other. So now they got a full album. Well, that's crazy. That'd be cool. Wow, um, new album from Ministry. Yeah. Oh, Ministry. Nice. Uh, Al Jorgensen's Hi- still doing hiking. it. Absolutely. The entire the entire album is going to be a remix of Psalm 69. <laughs> uh, Muzi, uh, Interblactic. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's a cool little um, play on words there. Uh, Pond 9. Oh, okay, real straightforward there. I like that. Just pretty basic. <laughs> yeah, so the name Straight of the to band point. is Pond, and the name of the album is 9. Um, Strand of Oaks in Heaven. All right, that's yeah, cool. Uh, Terza, Color Grade, Wiki, Half God, and Yes, The Quest. 
so that's yes i think without um the original lead singer john anderson so that's the the, the new group without them then they got a new album out so there you go okay. interesting yes uh Good check point. out this huge lineup though guys uh, for grass pop uh that's happening Ooh. it's the 25th anniversary of the festival and it's happening next year in june 16th through the 19th in um diesel or diet diesel or desel oh, belgium wow. Check this out. Iron Maiden on the first day. Volbeat, Dropkick Murphys, Merciful Fate, Mastodon. Then we got oh. Avenged Sevenfold, Faith No More, Whitesnake, Megadeth, uh, Judas Priest, Korn, Five Finger Death Punch, Foreigner, Europe, Shine Down, Aerosmith, Deep Purple, Deftones, Alice Cooper. Wow. Offspring. That's awesome. Pretty good lineup there, right? Yeah, we actually get to see a few of those folks at um, Aftershock together, team. I was totally going to say that. I was like, oh, we're about to see these folks yeah. in about two weeks now. Two weeks. Uh, even Dropkick Murphys, Mastodon, they're, yeah. they're all going to be there. Offspring, too. Offspring, yeah. Um, oh, who Offspring. else? Is Offspring going to be at Aftershock? I think they are. Yes, they oh, are. Yeah. Oh, okay, Saturday. Cool. Yeah, they're right. on Saturday. Yeah. So we, we get to listen to approximately 45 minutes of the same tone. <laughs> It'll be the same, <laughs> nasal, <laughs> the same nasal frequency <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> From Dexter. I mean, uh, we, we love you guys. I know we know you're big fans of the show. We know you're listening right now. That's cool. Who, who the offspring? Oh, yeah. yeah. Huge, offspring. huge fans. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. More some uh, more rock news. Tour news. Volbeat Ghost announced a big headlining tour uh, with Ghost and Twin Temple. Cool. Uh, Volbeat's going to be kicking off January 25th in 2022 in Reno, Nevada. Uh, going through lots of dates there all over Whoa. the U.S. Look at all those dates. Pretty much everywhere. And, and then wounding, or ending up uh, winding out on March uh, 3rd in Anaheim in California. Wow. And then they also have some tour dates that are finishing out um, 2021. Coming up in October here in the next wow. week or two, they're going to be in California. They're doing a six night run in california that's amazing in San- two back-to-back nights in san diego then la sacramento paso robles and oakland all through october 2nd through the 10th so lots of tour dates if you want to check them out how how are how is this even i mean god how is it even possible to do that that much i know that's got to be so tiring and especially right now uh it's impressive yeah. to see tour dates like that uh with everything going on you know what i mean yeah absolutely. for a band to be able to kind of um pull that off so but I think that everybody's raring to go, it looks like, in the beginning of 2022. They're banking on kind of everything maybe somewhat back to normal in terms of uh, people's mentality towards going to see a show. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? 2022 is like kind of ready to go, clean slate, or we need more time? I think 2022, we're going to see another strain. <laughs> She's going to pop out of nowhere. What do you think, Dolly? I agree with Charles. Well, what, how many strands do we have now? We're with the woo three, now. Two, we got the three, woo, yeah. the cat. Three, yeah. <coughs> well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Let's be positive. Let's yep. send positive vibes into the universe about that. Yes. Let's right hope now. that everything goes out. Uh, you know, goes goes the way it should. For all the classic rock fans, Carl Palmer. He's an amazing drummer. He's going to be doing a very cool 2021 U.S. tour. Uh, Carl Palmer, uh, he's from Emerson Lake and Palmer. It's their 50th anniversary celebration, which oh, cool. is pretty awesome. Uh, 
I saw him when he was doing the tour with Asia, and yes, Carl Palmer is a great drummer. Um, nice. So he's going to be doing uh, songs from ELP, from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, uh, as well as Yes and Asia and all the other bands that he's been in. So they're cool. mostly East Coast dates. Um, they're going to be happening coming up in November. So if you guys nice. want to check that out, Carl Palmer's ELP Legacy website, you can check it out on his official website. I love the duet that he does with his brother Arnold. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. I like they just drink iced tea and lemonade. That's it. That's and all just, they do. Uh, <laughs> Play, all play the do. banjo, yeah, <laughs> and golf, yeah. That's good. That's a good one. All right, guys. Oh, so God. this was the gossipy uh, no. bullshit of the week, but worth mentioning. Uh, we wouldn't be doing our job here if we didn't mention this. Machine Gun Kelly dissing Slipknot. I'm happy I'm not 50 wearing a fucking weird mask. Was oh, yeah. what he told the crowd at Riot Fest apparently over uh, over the weekend. So Riot Fest happened in Chicago, uh, and Machine Gun Kelly was on one stage. And Slipknot was on the other stage at the same time, right? Yeah. So Machine Gun Kelly was talking about, um, you know, talking to his crowd, you know, and he goes, hey, you know, you want to know what? I'm really happy that I, okay, so sorry, I fucked that up already. Uh, Hey, you want to know what I'm really happy that I'm not doing? Being 50 years old wearing a fucking weird mask on fucking stage. Fucking shit. So anyway, what's everyone's favorite candy? Reese's Pieces. That was uh, what he was talking at the crowd, and this this took off though oh, apparently yeah. on social media Ridiculous. because everybody kind of latched onto this, and apparently it seems the feeling of distaste or mutual as Corey Taylor started reaching out online. He threw shade MGK's way, although he declined to explicitly say his name. Uh, he was saying in this interview, "quote The young artists that really frustrate me are the ones that they take something that's been around forever and then they just basically rework it and call it new." even though it's completely derivative. And he was talking shit about MGK's kind of music, the way he's just basically ripping off, you know, whatever, Blink-182, you know, cheap alternative kind of wannabe punk rock, whatever he's, the the thing he's doing. And apparently, though, we get deeper into this whole situation, and the, the reason why I think that this all happened was MGK had this album that came out. He wanted a bunch of artists to do collaborative work on it. Corey Taylor was supposed to do a track on this album, right? He recorded it, all this stuff. Didn't make it on the album. Corey Taylor ended up uh, he having to show the proof of his email on this uh, that's saying, basically, I backed out of it. I thought it wasn't a good fit for me because they were giving me these lyrics that was basically like telling me to do this rap, you know? Yeah. And, he, and he's like, I'm good on that. You know, I did my best, but it's not going to work, right? Yeah, yeah. MGK came back saying he was like, oh, Corey Taylor did a horrible job on this. He did a terrible job on this track, and he's a washed-up hack and all this stuff, basically. Yeah. And so Corey Taylor showed the little email and the kind of exchange that that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. And so now we're left with, okay, these guys are just basically feuding out in the open, airing out their dirty laundry out in the open. Uh, But I think Corey Taylor's on the right side of this. Oh, yeah, big time. He kind yeah. of was being the polite one behind the scenes and saying, I, didn't, I don't really want to do this. And I think MGK got really butthurt by that. Yeah. And now he made it public like, and just tried to, to vent about it and call him out. And here we are. Uh, it, Machine Gun Kelly, I think his 15 like minutes of fame, I don't, I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to last very long. What do you guys think? Lala, I don't you're, think so. You're the voice of the I youth hope, here. Like, I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Honestly. 
Oh, let me turn up your mic. Oh yeah, let's let's let's, let's hear what Lalo has to say about MGK. And Corey Taylor. And Corey Taylor. I guess I have to say that MGK has like a very like I don't know if you know what like kind of Jake Paul's been doing in like the boxing scene, where he's just like that one dude that like everybody hates, but that's kind of why people that's keep talking thing. about. Yeah, that's his whole thing. Oh, is that yeah. everybody wants to like punch him in the face, and that's the only reason he's been able to like stay like afloat for this long. Oh, right. Yeah. It's mm. this kind of YouTube culture, or I guess kind of influencer, or like a a celebrity, an internet celebrity type of culture where it's like they're egging on. Uh, these people that are established to yeah. give them clout and then well I'm beefing with Corey Taylor now yeah, like yeah. MGK could say that right because they're like they're thriving off of like the controversy yeah that's true yep and it's like it's it's doing more for them than like anybody else agreed agreed okay. yeah I think uh, here's what I think I think uh, Machine Gun Kelly looks like if Macaulay Culkin and um, <laughs> and Sandy Duncan had a child and was raised on nothing but Cheerios and methamphetamines, and then Cheerios they, with methamphetamine milk. <laughs> that's that's what I think. Milk amphetamine. That's what he looks like to me. Like he looks like my irritating cousin. Um, you know, like from you know twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know he, what you he mean. Looks, he looks. Yeah, it's just in 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 the in the way that. I mean, I, I saw I saw like um. His little feud with uh, what's his face? Um, Eminem for a while. Eminem for a while. That's what supposedly backed him out of hip hop and why he's not doing hip hop now. <laughs> and now he went to rock and now he's feuding with fucking Corey Taylor and pretty yeah. soon he's gonna be in the country game. And I don't I even guess. think. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. Think his, Maybe his, he's gonna. We're gonna see his country single coming out next. Dude, I don't even think <laughs> his relationship with Men Megan Fox is real. I think it's a whole sham. <laughs> I, I don't think, think Megan Fox is real person. No, she's not I a think real she's person. She's an alien like Kelly Ripa. That eats like people like a, a parasite backstage. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. She feeds off the blood of children. No, I mean I, I think she, that's probably she, what's going on there. She's a uh, she's she looks a little disclaimer. Fake, like, Megan Fox doesn't uh, feed off the blood of children, but I just wanted to say that. No, but she is like it's the star true, of the the movie, the next movie, Mannequin. I think, and that's what <laughs> Mannequin that's what their relationship <laughs> is right. Mannequin now. Three, MGK comes to town. <laughs> Exactly. I, just, I can't with your guys' show. I just can't. <laughs> All right, let's get to some more rock news before Dahlia totally bails on us. We got don't some good bail. trivia. We got don't good trivia us. on the way. We just got that was the first story. She can't handle it. Don't leave, Dahlia. No. She's probably like the average listener, honestly. It's like, oh, this is what Rock News Weekly is about. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting out of here. I'm fucking out of here. Out of here. I thought I was going to get the rock news in a concise and normal perspective, five-minute-long delivery. Next thing you know, Charles is talking about Sandy Duncan. <laughs> that, that lady with the glass eye. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like quiet laughing. <laughs> all right, check it out. Look at all this cool stuff that's coming out with Nirvana's 30th anniversary of Nevermind. Ooh. Look at this whole... They're going to have like a five vinyl edition of this album, which, get this, they're going to have like 90, un or excuse me, 70 previously unreleased cuts mm -hmm. from Nevermind, including like demos, unreleased uh, rehearsals, live footage that's never been released before oh, okay. officially. Right. There were a lot of them were bootlegs or fan recordings. Now they're getting the, the really the nice treatment they should. Um, okay, so it's going to be... Made available across configurations ranging from super deluxe editions, standard digital, da da da. Uh, bonus seven inch on the vinyl, 
in all formats, Nevermind is newly remastered. Uh, among the previously unreleased wow. material is various versions of the Nevermind 30th Anniversary Edition for complete live shows that yeah. document Nirvana's historic ascension on the concert stage, including live in Amsterdam, Netherlands, Ooh. live in Del Mar, California, live in Melbourne, Australia, and live in Tokyo, Japan. Okay. All, like... Nice. Really nice recordings of these shows from 1991 to 1992, uh, which are really cool to have on vinyl and in any form, really. All four newly remastered live shows are included on this uh, vinyl edition, as well as this bonus new 7-inch, which is getting a lot of attention because it has this A side of Endless Nameless and a B side of Even in His Youth, as well as Aneurysm, oh, cool. which are both some pretty cool tracks uh two of them are pretty rare including those uh ones i mentioned the cd and blu-ray which is five cds plus a blu-ray is live in amsterdam netherlands complete concert video newly okay. remastered audio and video in hd all right so i uh, this is this is gonna be some healthy competition because metallica just did that with the black album and they're already like in the number like the black album is back up in the number one spot that's a good point this yeah. guaranteed will get to the number oh, one yeah. spot when it releases in november oh it's gonna be for crazy sure. but think about that guys nirvana release nevermind on september 24th which is today friday we're recording this oh, 1991 wow. 30 years ago today i'm so old I played it during 90s at noon on the bear. I played the full album front to back. Oh, wow. kind of had some little fun facts and different things. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I listened to it. Oh, you checked yeah. out? Okay, oh, cool. Yeah, I did 90s at right noon. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was a pretty iconic thing, man. 30 years ago today, Nirvana, like, said a big fuck you to hair metal and the mainstream oh, yeah. that was going on and they changed the rock landscape yeah whether you're a fan of, of what they did or not i mean it's just an yep. iconic moment in time and uh to be able to revisit it today was pretty cool and i i gotta say like that album listening to it i'm like man every fucking track on this album is solid inventive original yeah it's not like a you know like a um a cover of something or something stupid or like it was like totally original it wasn't trying to be anything uh, more than that and yeah yeah just i don't know it was cool it's just one of those albums you know yeah. i love that trivia like you said that never mind wasn't the first idea of the album name. it was supposed to be, it was supposed sheep. To be sheep yeah i oh, thought really? that was interesting like i wonder how that would have you know been received also Kurt Cobain's it, original idea for the album artwork he wanted to have a woman giving birth into the ocean or into oh, the okay. uh, pool not just a baby yeah that was the more PG version of what they came up with yeah. which still was controversial mm -hmm. yeah but he wanted to actually have a woman like giving birth underwater as the album cover for Instead Nirvana. Instead of throwing a naked baby into the water who later sued Nirvana. Yeah, and I mentioned that as well. Yeah. That, yeah, he's grown up now, and he knows that they're doing the 30th anniversary, and so he's suing them now for that album cover. I mean, how many people... For child this, exploitation. How many of the people in this world can say, you know, look at this album that sold, you know, more, like, more, more, like, a billion albums, and then they can say, that's my penis. <laughs> I mean that's amazing. I mean how, that is a good point. That's, yeah, that that's, doesn't happen very yeah, often. Absolutely. What I thought was cool about that was uh, the inspiration for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, you made mention that uh, Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill. She like wrote 
smells like teen spirit on his wall. Yeah, she wrote, he didn't know that was a deodorant. No way. Yeah, she tagged that on his wall. And at the time, Kurt didn't know it was an actual deodorant. He just thought it was like a funny thing. And so he just named the track Smells Like Teen Spirit. But yeah, she wrote Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit. And it was kind of a, a dig at the time because I guess Teen Spirit was like, they had commercials, you know, it's like, oh, Teen Spirit, you know, it's like the trendy. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? And so for her to say that, it was like maybe her way of saying Curtin's, Kurt's getting big. She's He's got groupies. He's got fangirls. You yeah, know? yeah. So he smells like Teen Spirit. You that know, makes that sense. That kind of a thing. Yeah, that's cool. Like he's going mainstream. And so that was... Uh, that was the thing. I thought it was cool that he knew Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill. Cause like, he knew oh, a yeah. lot of like those people. My... He knew oh, the yeah. dudes from the Meat Puppets. He knew a lot of those. Uh, well, it's an uh, it's a Portland, surfers. Oregon type yeah. vibe. Well, the, it was a yeah. Well, it was the Seattle and uh, as Seattle. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Seattle as well as uh, Austin music scene too. Like uh, he was really involved in that with um, I, I was mentioning Butthole Surfers and then um, the other artist. Uh, thinking uh, I'm, I'm missing his name not prince. rock not rocky erickson but he was the um other kind of prince no not prince fucking <laughs> charles uh the one that they had the documentary about where um uh kurt cobain met him and he had the oh it's daniel johnston daniel, daniel johnston, johnston. The, there's a documentary called the devil and daniel johnston and daniel johnston was an independent artist in austin at the time and that shirt that Kurt Cobain wore that had an alien, remember? Oh, yeah. And it mm-hmm. said, hi, how are you? Yeah. Uh, that was from Daniel Johnston. And oh. he was an independent artist out of Austin, Texas at the time. Yeah. And he was super influenced by um, Brian from the Beach Boys. Brian, uh, what the fuck's his name? Brian Prince. Fucking Christ. Anyway. Brian, Brian Prince. Uh, we'll Brian move on. Johnson. No, it's not Brian Johnson. It's something else. I just I don't like Brian Kurt Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. 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 Beach Boys. Wilson. Daniel Wilson. Johnson was inspired by him. Jimmy Kurt Cobain Tins, really liked Daniel Johnston. So uh, anyway, I uh, I just don't like what Kurt Cobain said about the video uh, of Tool Sober. Yeah. Uh, what not, did he say? Not, was, he said it was that that Tool should be sued, and Why? that it was a ripoff of like this other artist. And Ooh. that it was like this, uh, some other, some other artist. Wait that, a minute, I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, it's it's a video. You could look it up on YouTube. Uh, in during an interview, they asked Kurt Cobain, "Hey, what do you think of tool, the video for Sober? It's a pretty cool video." And he goes, "They should be sued. It's blasphemy. How dare they?" Did you see that, Lalo? Yeah, like, he was like, they, "They, it was a blatant ripoff of this other artist." Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, "Yo." Adam Jones is a cinematographer. Like he was the one who came up with that concept. Like this dude's a visionary. Yes, were you, I were agree. they I saying agree. that he was ripping off the visual idea the visual or the idea. Oh. yeah, the visual idea of like some other like uh, some other um, you know, cinematographer oh. or something? And um, to which I you know I would say um, Kurt Cobain, <laughs> if you're listening right now, he's listening. Yeah, um, he's listening. Yeah, fuck you. We kindly disagree, Kurt Cobain. We kindly disagreed. <laughs> Fuck you. But you know what? Uh, but I love Nirvana. You know, Nirvana, uh, the, the album, Nevermind, is one of Dr. Dre's favorite albums. Wow. No lie. Yeah, random really? trivia. Yeah, the, I watched this rockumentary, um, and Dr. Dre was on it. And he was talking, it was something on HBO about music. And he was like, one of my favorite albums. I listen to it like almost every day. It's, it's Nirvana, Nevermind. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, random factoid. And now a message from one of our sponsors. 
New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boff? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as Hamburger Man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight greasy. Tiddly Sweeney Doo as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberback as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. All right, well, let's move on to some more rock news. Um, Radiohead announcing some more details, their reissue package, and their plans with PlayStation. They're going to cool. be doing the new... They Well, they just released a new video and a new single for If You Say The Word. The song is featured on their upcoming Kid A Amnesia release, which is um, the basically the 20th anniversary of the album. It came out in the, uh, 2020, 2000 and 2001, basically a year apart from each other. And Great albums. They're going to be doing a PlayStation thing where it's called the Kid A Amnesia Exhibit Exhibition, and it's a game or a showcase. I'm not sure exactly which, and it will include quote an immersive digital experience with elements from the album as focal points coming out the same day in November, on November 5th. Nice. I love those albums. Game changers. Both those albums. Uh, it's awesome. A pro- yeah, it's a project apparently made up of unearthed material from the albums and the sessions, as well as previously unreleased recordings of Follow Me Around. So there you go. Yeah, Scott Tenderman. Um, Bullet for My Valentine delaying their new album. Apparently there's a, a COVID-related manufacturing delay. So if you guys pre-ordered that, uh, it's going to be out November 5th now. Mm-hmm. So 
just whatever. That's unfortunate. Gotcha. Just sign of the times. We didn't have a guest who has COVID now um, spot on this this week. You know how we were doing that? Oh, yeah, every, we don't. Yeah, we were, yep. I guess. So well, I don't cool. think we had one last week either. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's been a couple yeah. weeks now, so that's, that's a good true. sign, I guess. Yeah. We don't have a popular musician with COVID this week. Um, Getty Lee is going to be publishing his autobiography. He announced oh. that this week, coming out in the fall of 2022. Apparently, he's going to be talking about some of those hard-to-talk-about things for him, like the passing of Neil Peart, mm. uh, the current state of Rush, and where his career is going. And He's going to be apparently talking about a lot of things he's interested in during the uh, pandemic, which were baseball and bird watching, some mm. of his favorite things, as well as tending to his pups, one of whom was quite ill. So oh, yeah. He had a dog that apparently um, was not feeling well, so very oh, I like unfortunate. that. Uh, baseball, bird watching, tending to his pups. How to sing in a high voice. How to sing in a high voice. I like that. Right. That's Getty Lee. That's Getty That's Lee. That's what he does. That's yep. it, him in a nutshell. Uh, Dave Grohl, the storyteller, uh, live and in person. He's going to be doing a book tour that's going to be coming out uh, on October 5th. Uh, you guys can check out his show September 27th in London, England. October 5th through the 12th in L.A., New York, and Washington, D.C. How is he doing this? Um, I guess it's tickets are limited to two people per transaction. Each ticket purchased includes a copy of his autobiography. He will read passages from the book and interact with the audience across four cities. That's what it says. Well, I mean, like, literally, how is he, like, how is he, how is Dave Grohl doing all of this? Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. No, he's like not, he's like I a know. machine. I, how I is don't know. this even possible? <laughs> He's pretty amazing the way he's able to do this kind of stuff. Uh, very multitasking dude. But, uh, yeah, if you guys are into that, check it out. Yep, yep. Um, Kiss biopic script is done. Casting set for November for this Netflix series that's going to be coming out about Kiss. Apparently, it's going to be their story, you know, their first four years of the band. It's before they were famous. Um, uh, who's talking about this? Uh, Tommy Lee McGee Kiss manager Doc McGee He's saying this Quote I think it's very interesting Look at the formation The mindset of how that came about The social pressure That everybody was under In the 60s and 70s That brought something like Kiss to the forefront So that it could actually happen Knights in Satan's service Yeah So there you go Doc McGee Uh, Doc McGee I love I love I love the name uh, somehow or another, it sounds like say, a pirate or something. I know, Doc McGee, or a uh, old like um, prospector searching for gold. What What was that movie that we were talking about? That was like this really cool kind of dazed and confused movie about Kiss, um, Detroit Rock City. Oh yeah, yeah, Detroit. yeah. That's, that is yeah, a great a good movie. One. Great movie. And great that's movie. probably like the best like realist depiction of what it was like to listen to heavy metal and. Kiss shows and stuff back then. Oh yeah, where it was yeah. like fighting with disco and. Oh yeah, that yeah. was cool. They had those disco guys, you know, and they like threw the pizza on the windshield and. Yeah, that was funny, man. I, I enjoyed that movie. That was and, a good movie. Yeah, the crazy, uh, the crazy like hyper conservative Christian yeah. army. That's like you know what Kiss stands for? Knights and Satan. She took the service. tickets and lit, lit her cigarette with them. Oh yeah, remember yeah. she like lit them on fire. It's like oh my god, that's the ultimate rough. All right, we got some birthdays in the rock world this week. Charles, who do we got this week? Oh, yes, wonderful. Um, Oops, oh, we should have had Dahlia read these off. She, like, nope. sneaked out she, on us. She had enough. She had enough. She can't hang. <laughs> she can't handle the heat. 
<laughs> the ground. It took too long. Um, okay, so here we go. First one, uh, you're gonna love this one, audience. This is a uh, Liam Gallagher singer uh, Oasis BDI. Oh, I hate my brother. It's my birthday, isn't it? It's my birthday, isn't it? I hate my brother. Throw a plum at him. 49. <laughs> yeah. Throw a plum, plum at him backstage <laughs> and ruin our tour and our career. My anger gets the better of me. You fucking blur. I hate everything. Uh, 49. He's 40. You know what? Oh, that's crazy. He's not that much older than I am. Wow. That's really interesting. Uh, Joan Jett. Nice. I like Joan Jett. Uh, singer, Runways, Joan Jett. Legendary. Nice. 63. Shout out to Joan Jett. Uh, Sherry Belafonte, actress, daughter of Harry, Harry Belafonte, is 67. Oh, wow. She's 67 already? Who knew? Oh, that's interesting. Who knew? Who knew? Um, David Coverdale, Vocus Deep Purple. What? Nick? Uh, Coverdale, page 70. Yes. Uh, so, David Coverdale, here you go again on your own. I want you to, at 70, walk down that lonely road you've ever known. That's right. Uh, Brian Ferry, lead singer, Roxy Music, 76. Not disputed. Um, and then Cesar Rojas, lead guitarist of Los Lobos, great band, uh, 67. That's right. And all right. Happy birthday to all of you. We got some good trivia this week, guys. We got three trivia questions yes. here. Uh, in 1968, this week, the guitarist for this band is fined in order to play uh, pay court fees, court costs, after being found guilty of cannabis uh, possession. This is what we need Dahlia for. Who, who was it Dahlia! this week? Who was it this week, guys? Was it A, Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead? B, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones, hmm. or C, David Crosby of the Crosby Cocaine Quartet. You know, this is this is one of my favorite parts of this podcast. When I listen to it, I always like turn the radio up. Um, to to it's it's this is this is crazy. Uh, Nineteen sixty-eight. All right, uh, Lala, what do you think? Okay, so again, as tempted as I am to pick David Crosby of the Crosby Cocaine Quartet. I mean, not only is cocaine in their name, so I'm like, I'm I'm viewing them as more like cocaine oriented than like you know weed. But <laughs> that's uh, a good point. <laughs> I I remember a previous trivia question from like a while ago where Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead actually like was arrested for like the same thing or like something oh. similar, right? It was Could either be. him or Could someone be. else. Could yeah. So Could be. I'm just assuming he's like a repeated like offender here, so I'm gonna have to go with Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead. Nice, nice. That's good. Uh. So, all right. So, uh, 1968, it's charged for this band's fine in order to pay court costs after being found guilty of cannabis. And here's where here's where it goes off, though, is that it it he was found guilty of cannabis. And there's a typo here. It should say cannabis and possession, like he was possessed by the spirits. Oh, oh. That, and so that's why I think it's David Crosby of the Crosby Cocaine, Co- Co- Cocaine Quartet. Because in 1968, you know, Crosby was dabbling with Waganathon, the cult of Waganathon, a bit. Yeah, it's a dark time. Dabbling in the in the in the darkness of it, and I think that he was possessed, um, and also high on cocaine. (laughs) All right, so you're going with Dave Crosby then? I'm going with Dave Crosby. Um, and then you're going with Bob Weir. Yeah. Well, you're both wrong. It was Rolling Stones guitarist Brian Jones. That's right. Brian Uh, Jones. He was uh, fined and ordered to pay court fees on this day, or on this week, rather, in 1968 after being found guilty of cannabis possession. Well, we were both wrong, Lala. There you go. All right, here we go. We got another one. This week in 1976, all right, fast forward a couple years here, three members of this band respond to a bulletin board at their college quad 
inquiring for people to play in a band. They later formed this band. Was it A, U2, B, The Talking Heads, or C, David Crosby's <laughs> rootin' tootin' gunslingin' cocaine outlaws? Ooh, that's hard. Yeah, that was a good band. Yeah. Very short-lived. Oh, man. What do you guys think? 1976, three members of this band respond to a bulletin board at their college quad. So three guys are just cruising around. They see they're at their college quad. They're like, oh, hey, looking for vocalist and guitarist to start a band. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. And then these guys respond, and they form this band. What what, what band was it, guys? Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to have to go with David Crosby's rootin' tootin' gunslingin' cocaine outlaws. Because there was actually, like... Uh, a movie about this kind of like a, a mockumentary documentary about uh, David Crosby and his two friends in a sort of the Billy Madison-esque adventure kind oh, of three stooges Ooh, okay. where they, they, they had to good. go back to college but they're like these like time traveling cowboys I like that they're all like decrepit and like old and whatnot. We we might have to get a trailer going for this movie. That oh, sounds yeah. pretty good. <laughs> oh and yeah. You know, I remember that um, it, it, there was some heavy plugs for like a product called Chicken Marrow Nubbins. Right. And they were they, they were all they all talk like Yosemite Sam sure. and like random like slurs. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, just kind of screaming. Unintelligible. Mm-hmm. Their Unintelligible guns only gurglies. shoot smoke. That was great. Yeah, so I can't say U2, and that's because in 1976 they were too busy throwing bombs at British police. Um. <laughs> oh, it's that a fact? Oh, well, that's a fact. okay. Uh, and I can't go with the Talking Heads because no, I am gonna go with Talking Heads. I'm gonna disagree with you, Lalo. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a B on this one. I'm gonna go with the Talking, talking heads. heads. Okay, and then you're yeah. and Lalo's going with David Crosby's yeah. Rootin' Tootin' Gunslingin' Cocaine Outlaws. Rootin' Tootin' Gunslingin' Cocaine Outlaws. Well, unfortunately, you're both wrong what? again. What? This was U2 this time. Oh, wow. God. Twice. Uh, yep. Uh, why did I select I that? Get out of there. Get out of there. Text thing. There we go. Uh, it, it's actually uh, Bono, <laughs> David Evans, and Dick Evans. Oh, okay. And Adam Clayton. They hmm. responded to a bulletin board ad in their college quad, which was posted by fellow classmate Larry Mullen Jr. looking to form a band. This would eventually lead to the formation of U2. Mm, okay, okay, cool. In this week, nice. 1976. All right. All right, cool. So, moral of the story, check your bulletin board at the quad. Yes. Check if it. you go to college. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what could happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think, honestly, you know? Absolutely. Start a band with some people that have like-minded interests, and you're all in the same place, and shit, man. You know? Oh, yeah. You never know. That's how I formed a cult. <laughs> That's exactly how I formed the cult. All right. Well, that's not the moral of the story there. But <laughs> exactly let's move on story. here. Uh, one last, it's not a very fun one, but this is a uh, fact this week that we lost a musician this week in 1980 at the age of 32. Aww. This musician, the cause of death is listed as as asphyxiation due to choking on his own vomit mm. after drinking a huge quantity of vodka the night before. Mm. A, Bon Scott of ACDC, B, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, or C, Jimi Hendrix. D, fun fact, all three of these people died of choking on their own vomit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. what? Yep. Which is they why did. Spinal Tap made that joke about you can't dust for vomit 
Yeah. Uh, because it was like uh, in, the, in the Spinal Tap movie, they were saying that he choked on vomit, and they're like, well, it's still unsolved. And they're like, yeah, you can't dust the vomit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and stuff like that. And that whole thing is kind of a joke in the rock world because all three of these musicians choked on their own vomit when they died. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all around this time. I looked it up. Wow. It was all within like two okay. years of each other. Wow, that's so insane. one of that's one hard. of them was the earliest. Yeah, and then the other two were actually the same. I think the same year, back to back. What do you think, Lala? So what okay. do you think? Yeah, I know this isn't a very funny one. Oh man, um, but what do you think? Okay, well, up until learning that they all died of asphyxiation and whatnot, uh, I was actually going to uh, throw out another callback and go Jimi Hendrix because uh, we did like a little story on that, right, where the he manager did, confessed and he, to... And he mm-hmm. did die uh, from choking on his own vomit. We were saying that his manager actually, the rumor was, uh, force-fed him a bunch of pills. Yeah. yeah. And then he drank a bunch of alcohol, and then, you know, the rest is history kind of thing. Okay, I'm going to guess that he was the earliest... Um. Okay, let's go. John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's cool. Nice. I like you did a little switch there. I know. For me, since we did a trivia question related to this last week or two weeks ago, I know Jimi Hendrix was part of the Twenty Seven Club. That's right. So mm. he can't. He couldn't have died at the age of thirty-two. Right. But he did choke on his own vomit, and he was most likely wor- murdered. Now that we know now. Um, Sadly. Yep, I know that Vaughn Scott from ACDC didn't choke on his own vomit after drinking a large quantity of vodka. It was from him um, gargling nails, <laughs> and that's how he asphyxiated. That's actually not true, but yes, that's funny. Because they, uh, he gargled like, nails in between takes in the yep, studio. Uh, they, is the is you know that's it. He uh, put razor, like, razor blades in his mixed drink. Yeah, hey Vaughn. Um, Sorry, are, can yeah. get that voice <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. Here. yeah. Hey, are you going to bed? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good night. Good night. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Say the to you. All right, that was, and then that was it. That was the last time. I'm sorry for Bonshot's family. Oh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm gonna also go with John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. John Bonham. Well, you are both correct this time. Hey, we got Led one. Zeppelin, John Bomb, passing yeah. away at the age of 32. Yeah, he died. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, wait, oh, oh, wait, oh, yeah, oh, the, oh no, oh, <laughs> I forgot the context. Okay, yeah, oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry, uh, sorry, my bad. Uh, the Bonhams. Can right. you edit? Can you edit? Yeah, out well, our John Bonham's celib- family celib- is a huge <laughs> fan of the show, so our condolences go out to all of you. We can edit I mean, in some yeah, morning. He was amazing. So it was amazing. Yeah, please. Don't I'm actually a huge fan, so, you know. Please it's all good. Please. Hey, you know. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, Chris. What's up? You know what, Charles? Don't even go there. Not without my coffee. Oh, wow, Chris. What happened to your ever-so-polite and upbeat demeanor? Shove it up your ass, Charles. Your big, fat, ugly, pompous, face-hole jerk, ugh, turpentine mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris, you know what, buddy? I know what you need. What's that? Potato breath? Guilt? Reach right into my sack. Right there. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Pull out the can. What in the ninth level is this? It's a cold, refreshing can of a little something called Ball Jack. The revitalizing energy drink that'll kickstart your day with a little something called pizzazz. Pizzazz? Yeah, otherwise known as a combination of yellow 5-6 and a little known and regulated yellow number 16. All good things. Drink up! Hey, I feel better already. Of course you do. 
because Ball Jack is the key to morning success. With a patented blend of caffeine, taurine, ginkgo biloba, and actual tears, you'll punch the day in the face and get pumped up like you swallowed jet fuel. Well, is it good for you? Define good. And Ball Jack is full of a little something we all know and love called energy crystals. Oh, energy crystals. Like sugar? Sure. It's your party, Chris. So, what do you say to life now? Look out, Betty. I'm jam-packed full of pizzazz. Woo! Good. Go get them, Buster. And watch out for cops. Huh? Ball Jack, located at most retail chicken feed stores. All right. Please still send me a guitar. Look, look at this crazy story, guys, about Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage was filmed getting... I, I wish I had the video to show you. Uh, Nicolas uh, Cage was filmed getting kicked out of a Las Vegas restaurant over the weekend after getting into a drunken argument with the staff. Okay. So in exclusive footage obtained by The Sun, if you guys want to look it up, shows the 57-year-old actor being escorted out of Lowry's Prime Rib near the Las Vegas Strip last week. Huh. Eyewitnesses who originally mistook the Oscar winner for a homeless person told the outlet that Cage was drinking expensive whiskey and shots of tequila before becoming belligerent. Wow. An anonymous source added he was so drunk he could barely get his flip-flops on before being escorted out. He asked us if we wanted to come back to his place, but he was in a bad way, so we didn't think it was a good idea. One of the regulars ended up taking him home. Wow. I, I'm kind of laughing about it, but as I read that, I'm like, wow, that's super sad. That is sad. <laughs> it's like... That's sad. Isn't that horrible? He's got his second film in, like, kind of A23 type My independent God. films. And I love Just his don't stuff. do it. I mean, he does, like, random stuff. He does good movies. I don't know. Um, I, I love the, um, I love the group. If you look it up on the internet, it's called Nick Cage's face on things. And it's oh yeah, just, that's great. It's and just it's like amazing. His face on like a shoe or a yeah, snail pickle. or like a, a bird. Yeah. Disney characters. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's so great. Oh, that's good. It's so great. I like that kind of stuff too, man. Yeah. Nicholas Cage's face, face on, on things. things. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. Audience go, go look it up right now and you'll probably see like his face, like on a pickle. And it is like the funniest thing, and or like his face on like every Disney princess ever. <laughs> it's just Nick Cage's face. It's just the funniest thing. All right, so we're gonna show you. Apparently, uh, you know MMA fighter Connor Connor McGregor. He's oh, kind that's of a, who got into the scuffle with uh, Machine Gun. Kelly. Yeah, he yeah. also got into a scuffle with Machine Gun Kelly, right? Yeah. Uh, apparently, that was at the Emmys. No, it was at the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, MTV. Awards. Yeah. MTV. Or That's Music right. Awards. Uh, music yeah. Awards. Apparently, he asked to take a picture with him. Yeah. And then MGK refused, and yeah. he threw a drink in his face. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Conor yeah. McGregor uh, threw his, his drink in his face. Yeah. And so, there you go. So, MGK. Uh, so but weird. This, was, this was funny, so I wanted to show this because I thought this was one of the funniest. Oh, yeah, I saw this. funniest things that I've seen in a while oh, was yeah. Conor McGregor uh, throwing the pitch out, the first pitch at this game here. It was so bad. And so I was talking with my friends about it. I'm like, you would think as an athlete that if you knew you had like a televised event, yeah. big deal, I got to train for this, right? Yeah. How does this work? How does uh, I got to throw, you He's know, so a couple. cocky though. I know. But then I was like, you know what? But if I was Conor McGregor, I'd say, ah, fuck it. I know how to throw a fucking baseball. Yeah. It's fucking easy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And just fucking go out there, right? Yeah, but this like is. This it's is a, what a, happens. It's just a little bit of baseball. Let's see I'll if we can throw play. A throat right in his, 
Here, here we go. Let's see if we can fucking play let's this. Let's see. Oh, he does. Oh, oh, it's in. It's way <laughs> wide. It's way, way out to the way audience. Way off to the right. I hope it like buffers enough to where we can see it in a nice smooth motion. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. It's it's yeah. It's it's pretty. Brutal. It's one of the all time worst. Like like throw. It, you yeah. might as well have thrown it in the dirt in front of you, dude. Like, yeah. To throw it that wide and off the mark, it's just like. It's just comical. I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I just uh, thought it was hilarious. Yep, absolutely. I wanted to make fun of him. Yeah, he got psyched out like in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. That's right. Somebody yeah, must Steve have yelled Perry. something at him. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve Perry. Perry. <laughs> yeah, I heard your sister's going out with squeak. <laughs> I didn't think That's about that. That's a good point. Yeah. They basketballed him. Oh, okay, yeah. did you guys see this horrible thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking what in the hell is this? Dude? I know. This is horrible. Chris Pratt to voice Super Mario. Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are gonna voice Mario and Luigi. Yeah. In the forthcoming animated Super Mario Brothers movie. Why? That's exactly. Uh, okay. I think it's gonna be well, hit. Hello, I want to uh, turn you up here. Just but why? <laughs> they, I think it's gonna they... be hit. I think it's be weird because when the Lego movie came out, like nobody and Chris Pratt actually okay. voiced the main character. Do you remember? Let's let's flashback. Yeah, to nineteen ninety mid nineties. Oh whenever, God, whenever, yes. whenever it came out with John Leguizamo, yeah. Bob Hopkins, and Bob Ho- Bob yeah. Hoskins, Hoskins, yeah, Bob Hoskins and um, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Yeah, she's just a guy. The weirdest fucking yeah. thing. He didn't even play, like, an actual character. He played King Koopa, which was, like, not even a real... Yep. Anyway. We'll Goes go. down as one of the worst games ever, or one of the worst movie and one of the worst video game right. adaptations Yeah, ever made. a game adaptation to a movie yep. of all time. So I'm reading this, and I'm like, oh, okay, they got a great cast or whatever, but it, it sounds like it's going to be absolute garbage. Oh, I'm, I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> in I, yeah, a bad I think way or yeah. like in a genuinely good way. I think it's gonna, it's gonna, you it's think it's gonna, gonna um, be good for the Mario franchise or like, yeah, this is what no. the fans have been waiting for. So Lala, what do you think? <laughs> What's so this is this is important. We've got the voice. We've got the youth of mm. the nation. Youth of the nation. <laughs> right now, what do you think? What oh you man. Think? Okay. Well, I mean, okay. It's comforting to know that they're not doing like another live action one because, again, my first thought was the John Leguizamo That's one. That's the key point. Yeah. With Very good. So many mushrooms and so much mystery goo, and men in suits. <laughs> it was very strange. And those like apparition or like uh, mechanisms that like uh, on their feet to make them jump. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm actually not as opposed to it as I originally was. Like it. Uh, it's weird that it's them two. I don't yeah. like get it. I don't know why they had to go like a list for like the stereotypical like Italian boy, like what Japanese people think Italian people sound like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. go like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's but, a like, me, a Mario. That's Charlie Day. So Charlie Day from Sunny in Philadelphia is going to be yeah, doing I love, Luigi. I love Charlie Day. And I'm, I kind of like I don't know if that's going to like I love Charlie Day. I, I do too, but. I think they're not. I think they're probably not going to do the voices. I mean, we've got Keegan Michael Key, Hella Funny, Seth Rogen. So that's Jack one black. Yeah, Fred one of the Armisen. highlights is Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong and Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Yeah, which is, yeah. Uh, I think a pretty good combo. I think yeah. that's kind of funny. 
So oh. when when I went to go see, I actually took Lalo here to go see the Lego movie just for poops and giggles. You know, right. you were really young when yeah. it came out. I remember seeing the Lego movie and I was fucking blown away. Yeah, like, and that was, was one of those so movies good. where you yeah. didn't think it was going to be good either. Yeah. You're like, oh, a Lego movie, who yeah. the fuck cares or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I was like, oh, my God, this is like, a, like I walked out of there like, this was amazing. That was such a good movie. Like, So it, it's not coming out, though, until December 21st, 2022. Yeah, Ooh. of next year. I think that's what they're going to do. They're probably going to put a spin on it, do some kind of awkward humor. It's going to be a little bit different. And it's got to coincide. There's got to be a new Mario game coming yeah. out. With oh, yeah. I bet for you. Sure. It's yeah. probably going to be something like a going on. For that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll definitely watch it. I know we like to uh, mess around with it. But, yeah, I'll watch yeah. it. I'll check it out. I'm gonna be, we, could, we should do like a running bet. We should be like if it's going to be good or not good. You know, like. <laughs> We'll we'll watch it. We'll all watch it, and then we'll do the podcast afterwards, and we'll give our review on it. Oh, there oh you yeah, go. that would be a good That's what we special edition. Right after episode. the weekend, the, ex- the you know the weekend, and we'll do the podcast on like Sunday. Yeah, and we'll watch it on Friday or Saturday that weekend, whatever. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that. Heck yeah. Uh, all right. So news from around the world: DoorDash introducing alcohol delivery now. It okay. only seems oh, like wow. it makes sense. I mean, they're already doing it right with uh, when you have um, grocery delivery. Yeah, you can get yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, now, but now DoorDash doing it. So if you guys want to, and what I like about this is there's no excuse to drink and drive. You don't need to go oh, yeah. to the store. You can get this delivered either. Uh, you know, people are like, well, I can't do the grocery delivery cause it's too late. Now you can do it on DoorDash. Yeah. 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 And there's no way that your alcohol will come to you like half kind of spilled in the styrofoam plate <laughs> already half open and flat <laughs> yeah, yeah your your alcohol is gonna come to you pretty pristine i mean it's pretty it's worth it i mean i would pay i i remember when uber and, and i looked Lyft it up came out i was like i'll pay i'll pay 10 bucks to go downtown and grab some beers and not get a dui yeah i looked it yeah. up it's it's like uh 17.99 for a 12 pack of whatever you want that's pretty normal so that's it's yeah. like a five dollar increase but i mean yeah. who cares you know you're paying a little over 20 bucks. You don't have to worry about driving and they yeah. come to you. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's well, great. Well, That's bet. cool for parties. Yeah. It's cool for just like not having to worry about that. You know, Nat- uh, Natty so. Ice, their sales are just going to go through the roof. <laughs> Nat- Natty Ice and Paps, you're just just through the roof. Oh, Rolling Rock. One thing that I noticed when I pulled it up on DoorDash, it only goes through Smart and Final here. And oh, so okay. So it's only one selection of a store, and it's only a certain type of things that they have. Mm, so okay. like what you're saying, they don't have a very wide um, selection yeah. of stuff. They have a very limited. It's like only a handful of things, you know? Yeah. So. I love that store. Lalo, what do we call Smart and Final? Oh, Fart and Smino. Fart and Spinal. It's simple. The ghetto Costco. Fart and Spinal. Yeah. Fart and Spinal. Yeah, that's good. I love, too. I, yeah, well, actually, we I, I go in there frequently. It's kind of cool. Like if they don't have it in Costco, I go over to Fart and Spinal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they are they are a good store. I don't know if you guys know what store we're talking about <laughs> on the East Coast or wherever you're listening. <laughs> but what are they? It's talking funny. Like about? we, I, I realize that like a lot, even our fast food restaurants like Jack in the Box and places like that that are we whatever that's we see that all the time yeah people on the east coast are like what the hell are you talking about yeah well they've jack got in the, the box it's jack in a box but it's called something different like whack and jack <laughs> and then uh carl's jr is hardy's yeah carl's jr is hardy's yeah 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 and then whack mcdonald's and is uh mac mcdaniel's uh no it's um mickey d's <laughs> no no remember from coming to america yeah mcdougal's or what, what yeah, the hell yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um, oh, we got uh, yeah you got the golden arches yeah 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 that's good 
Oh, man. Anyway, all right. Uh, what the hell are we looking at? Samuel Adams' latest potent beer is illegal in 15 states. Oh, okay. Samuel Adams has created a new beer that costs $240 for a 25-ounce bottle. Stupid. And it's stupid. illegal in 15 states. Stupid. The brand says the 12th version of their upcoming Utopias brand, which they release every two years, will come out October 11th. Yeah. And it's illegal in a bunch of states, mostly on the East Coast and Southern states. So, Oh, man. 28% alcohol by volume. You know, it's really weird because Krill Reserve has a, a lager that's 28% alcohol by volume, and it's legal in uh, everywhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. It's How is that the flying? Bay- I think it's the Krill. Or the baleen filter. The baleen filter that kind of gets the extra nutrients in yeah. there. Maybe it's more, it's better for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's bananas. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. No, yeah. We there's Scroll no down to weekly. There's, I, I had a category of some good news, and there's no new good news this yeah. week. So oh. uh, apparently that's it, guys. So you know what? Our, our logo here, Rock News Weekly, um, I was going to make some math for us, uh, oh, but yeah. I, I completely forgot. And then oh, when I went yeah. to go do it uh, last night, they won't even get here until like a month. Oh, ah. shit. So, uh, so fans, you gotta check out our rock news weekly. We gotta icon. get some, you know what? We might do a merch thing coming up in 2022. I'm thinking I'll invest some, some money in that Yeah. and put like a hundred bucks towards a, a couple different types of items just to get it rolling and put it up on the website with some PayPal activation and maybe see what happens, you know? Yeah. 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 Why not? Let us know if you're interested, audience. We got a good um, logo and, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, I think fans that would maybe appreciate that. If not, hey, it's all good, but why not have the option, right? So yep. uh, we'll check that out. So anyway, rocknewsweekly.com. Of course, give us a like and a follow at Rock News Weekly on all of our social media. We do appreciate it, guys. And we will see you next week. Have a good rest of your week. Peace. Peace. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Do you have low energy? Fatigue? A case of the moon days? Do you feel stranded, alone, and lost in the bleak void of primitive human existence? Longing for an ambrosia that will perk clarity and pull you from the dull sludge of your dismal life and family? Ball Jack's the key! Made from a patented blend of a thousand milligrams of taurine for the drive of a true Ball Jack champion. 300 cc's of caffeine stack! 5,000 milliliters of ginkgo biloba, helping to stimulate the brain and regain the memory loss as a result of drinking ball jack. <laughs> Plus 20 cardiograms straight from the delta thorax of a living Malaysian tiger. Wow. And an ounce of pineapple juice concentrate. Ball jack will transform you from the pathetic, lazy, stupid, idiot slob that you are right now to something akin to a Busta Rhymes hype man in just seconds. <laughs> Grab the intensity. Grab the heat. Grab some ball jack. Right in the ball jack. Available at participating local motels. Copyright thegaragerockshow.com. All rights reserved. Winton, California. Just listen to the non-force consumer testimonials from Nancy in Huskogee, Wyoming. <laughs> Come on, Nancy. No, no. <laughs> See, she's she's just she's so jacked out of her mind right now. She can't even yeah. properly put to words, Charles. Just listen to the non-force consumer testimonial from James from Red Eye District of New Jersey. James, how do you how do you feel about Ball Jack, James? <laughs> James. He's playing James. And James is jacked out of his mind right now, too. He can't even put it oh, into words James. either. <laughs> Ball Jack, guaranteed little to no teeth loss. 